Has your fitness tracker been urging you to stand up, move around, and exercise more? Mine has, and it turns out I'm not alone. A new study published this week in JAMA Network Open suggests that people are taking about 600 fewer daily steps than they did pre-pandemic. The findings not only underscore the lingering behavioral health impacts of the pandemic, but stand to worsen existing health disparities as people with a lower socioeconomic status and worse mental health are at the highest risk of reduced activity. This is Pulse Check. I'm Megan Masserly. During the pandemic, many states loosened rules that restricted access to virtual healthcare across state lines, but most of those regulations have returned. The result in many states is a pre-pandemic patchwork system of rules for delivering care across state lines. A new report from the Cicero Institute, an entrepreneurship-focused think tank, found 16 patient complaints in Florida about care provided across state lines in the first two and a half years of the law. And the report's authors said the data undercuts concerns that allowing more virtual care across state borders would jeopardize patient safety. HHS Secretary Javier Becerra has called on Congress to address the issue. Nevada Senator Catherine Cortez Masto is condemning Pennsylvania-based Amerisource Bergen, one of the world's biggest pharmaceutical wholesalers, over what she said is its refusal to distribute abortion pills to retail pharmacies in her state. The senator's clash with the company reflects the mounting tensions around where and how patients in a post-Roe America can access abortion pills, as well as the pressure corporate America faces as GOP officials seek to ramp up enforcement of abortion laws. And Moderna's CEO, Stefan Bonsell, will appear before the Senate Help Committee today and can expect a grilling. David Lim is here with what we should watch out for. Thanks for having me today. So Moderna's CEO, Stefan Bonsell, is appearing today before the Senate Help Committee, which is chaired by Senator Bernie Sanders. What kind of fireworks are you expecting to see? Well, this is really the most consequential hearing that Senator Sanders has called as chair of the HELP Committee so far this year. It's a blockbuster hearing where we are going to have the Moderna CEO appear by himself to defend his company's pricing plans for the COVID-19 vaccine once the government steps out of purchasing for the broad United States population later this year. In some ways, this hearing is kind of the culmination of his decades-long campaign against what he describes as the greed of the pharmaceutical industry at large. And really at the crux of it is the role that the United States government played in helping Moderna get across the finish line with one of the vaccines that the United States used to respond to the pandemic. So you mentioned this a little bit, but the most high-profile thing we're expecting Bonsell to have to defend is Moderna's suggestion that it might quadruple the price of its COVID vaccines once they hit the open market. What are you watching for there? After talking to public health experts, one thing to watch in terms of the pricing is what happens to people who don't carry health insurance. A lot of people are noting that insurance will end up covering the cost of the vaccine for many people who have private insurance. Medicare will cover the vaccine for older adults. But where the list price of the vaccine really comes to bear is for people who may not have an alternative way to obtain the vaccine at no cost. Now, this isn't to say that the vaccine is quote-unquote free for those who do have insurance. Insurance plans will still incur cost, and that will be passed on to consumers and premiums. However, a lot of attention from lawmakers is going to focus on how Moderna intends to reduce the exposure that people who don't have insurance have to the true cost of the vaccine. 
They announced that they're going to launch a patient assistance programs when the public health emergency comes to an end. But there are a lot of open questions about exactly what that means. Some public health experts are fearful that there may be out-of-pocket costs for the uninsured, and later they may receive a rebate for the cost of the vaccine. However, that would present a barrier for those who perhaps don't have the ability to pay out of pocket, even if they're getting refunded on the back end. Other people are scared that there may be too many requirements at the pharmacy counter in the event that they're able to determine that someone qualifies for that patient's assistance program. And that might turn some people off from getting a vaccine that already does not have widespread uptake in recent months. Yeah, I think it's so interesting talking about that uninsured population because I think we've seen this broadly as we sort of unwind a bit from the pandemic is just how we're going to provide the care and vaccine access and testing access that uninsured folks have had during this time. You mentioned the patient assistance program. I know it sounds like there aren't a lot of details on that yet. I mean, is that going to be enough to alleviate some of the concerns that lawmakers have on all of this? The patient assistance program is likely to alleviate some of the concerns of perhaps some Republicans. However, there's going to be open questions about the funding that Moderna received, both to help the clinical trials for the COVID-19 vaccine, as well as the procurement contracts for the actual vaccine. Together, those total approximately $12 billion in federal funds that has been spent on this pharmaceutical company to get the vaccine out into the United States. But I think for a lot of Democrats, there's going to be a broader question about what is the ethical obligation that Moderna has to the United States population, given the amount of support that they receive in their pricing for the vaccine, especially so soon after commercialization. And so what are we expecting to see from Senator Bill Cassidy, the ranking member of the committee? Cassidy has raised concern that the hearing appears to be politicized by uh, Senator Sanders, but he also has questions for Moderna about how it came to the proposed price of approximately $130 a dose, as well as specifics about its patient assistance program. One thing that I think will be interesting is to see what his reaction is to Moderna's argument that it is pricing its vaccine in line with the value that it brings, pointing to the influenza vaccine, which runs somewhere around $70 per dose, and making the argument that COVID is a more serious disease and therefore a vaccine for COVID should be reimbursed at a higher rate. It sounds like lawmakers on both the left and the right have a lot of questions going into this hearing. What other questions do you have heading into today's hearing? One big question I have is how lawmakers are going to question Moderna with regards to the patent situation for the vaccine itself and what claim to the vaccine, if any, the government has and what the implications are for the responsibility of the company to price the vaccine at a lower level for the public as it moves forward. Well, this is certainly going to be a fascinating hearing today, and I know you will be covering it closely, but thank you so much for taking the time to walk us through this, David. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Megan. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Amy Reese and Afra Abdullah are our producers. Raghu Manavalan is our editor. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Megan Messerly. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this recording. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.